Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my trusted colleague, Weston Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. Back from the bye week, Weston, I hope you had a good weekend of rest and recuperation. How did it go? Yeah, it was fun. And, uh, I mean, watched a little bit of football, uh, but otherwise it was a lot of, uh, well, Christmas shopping. Uh, oh, yeah. Family time. And uh, also got even had a chance to take in a Green Bay women's basketball game on Saturday. So being able out to get your out old stomping grounds, my out old stomping grounds, campus. First time I think I've been on campus in like ten years. Wow! But uh, okay. no, it was it was a good, it was a fun time. I hope your your uh, weekend was good as well. And I'll tell you what, man, it took so long to get to this bye week. I mean, if you think about it, yes, there was that bye week at the end of the training camp. But, I mean, it's been a four-and-a-half-month gauntlet if you go back to the beginning of training camp. Yeah. So I can only imagine how these guys felt finally getting a chance to rest their bodies. We are shooting this before practice uh, on Monday, so we'll, we'll Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. So we'll see what the injury report looks like and who's available for them. But you would hope, based on everything Matt LaFleur said last week, this should be, on paper, the healthiest Green Bay's probably been all season coming out of this. Yeah, as you can probably tell, my voice has not 100% recovered from the, uh, the illness that I've been dealing with for quite a while. But I feel better than I sound, so uh, the weekend off was good I in that I think you just respect. sound tougher. Like you're just like you're like you're like a biker now. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a growl. I'm a growler. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but health-wise, you're right. The Packers hopefully are headed into this uh, stretch run here, where let's face it, their backs are against the wall, right? And even even if the Packers are able to put together a winning streak and win out, there are no guarantees as to where things are going to go with the playoff seating. But that being said. The opponent next up, Monday Night Football. It will be at Lambeau Field, the Los Angeles Rams. And lo and behold, look who the quarterback is. It's Baker Mayfield. And it will be almost a calendar year to the day, uh, 51 weeks really, rather than 52, that the Packers are going to see Baker Mayfield again. He was the quarterback on Christmas for the Cleveland Browns last year. Now he has taken over the offense for the Los Angeles Rams getting claimed off waivers last week, Tuesday, and then he was leading a two-touchdown comeback in the final five minutes of the fourth quarter on Thursday night football, just uh, two days after he arrived at the Rams facility. 
It was a remarkable win that the Rams pulled off last week, and uh, Baker Mayfield has injected some energy into a uh, defending Super Bowl champion that has not had the season it wanted. No, and as I said uh, in our Insider Inbox on Tuesday, I'm like, hey, they're they still playing with a purpose, even though the Rams' season, by all intents and purposes, is over. Um, did you see that stat about how up until last week, I think there was only three times in NFL history or something like that, that a team had come back from 13-plus points in the last five minutes of the game or whatever, and then it happened twice last week? Yeah, twice in a week on Monday Night Football with Tom yeah. Brady and the Buccaneers and then on, on Thursday Night Football. Here's the other stat I saw, though, that kind of blew me away. There have been eight times this season – that a team has been leading a game at halftime by double digits and lost, yeah. and four of the eight have been the Raiders. That's wild. Four of the eight have been the Raiders, and you know that is that's that's a team. I mean, the 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 season uh, the season that the Raiders have had, obviously the fourth being uh, the Baker Mayfield comeback last Thursday night when. Um, the I mean the Rams sort of looked like they'd be left for dead at. 16 to 3 and uh um and Baker Mayfield pulls uh pulls it out of fire. Here, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. Do you know the last time the Packers faced the same quarterback, same opposing starting quarterback in back-to-back years but with different teams? Kyle Orton? Nope, it's actually more recent than that. And oh, wow. and I don't know if Kyle Orton was it, Orton might have been back-to-back. It's actually in the Matt LaFleur era, which I didn't realize until I Got some assistance from Tom Fanning in the communications department. Ryan Fitzpatrick? No, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. The with Chargers in 2019 Indy. and then the Indianapolis Colts in yeah. 2020. So um, so it ha- actually happened fairly recently. But uh, um, this situation being a little bit different, though, because Mayfield just joined the Rams, and the Packers have a lot of familiarity with the Rams scheme and Sean McVay. They've played them a few times um, here in the Matt LaFleur era, but – it's a matter of figuring out what does Baker Mayfield do well in this scheme, and I, I think it's it, it's a difficult uh, it's a difficult preparation well, sequence here for Green Bay to get ready for this. Monday and night if game. I can, Mike, going back to that that game between the Raiders and the Rams, because a lot of people asked that same question this week to you and I about, okay, well, what do the Packers have to do? What what what, what is you know seeing this magic that Mayfield created right, at the end of that right. game? Well, there was a couple things that played into that. Vegas lost that game in every way you could lose it. Yeah, no the, question. The chief among them being, you know, how poorly, you know, David Carr kind of played throughout, Derek Carr, excuse me, played throughout that game, Freudian slip there. You know, the turnovers, the inability to get the offense going. Because the thing about L.A. is, you know, they're hurting everywhere. But defensively, they still have a very formidable defense. Yeah. And offensively, there was enough – the Raiders left that door open enough – that Mayfield was able to charge that door right in. And I think we've well established this year, outside of maybe Max Crosby, you know, the Raiders' defense has been largely a disappointment. Well, okay, so you break it down like this where you're in a game like that, you have absolutely nothing to lose, and as much as Baker Mayfield is walking in through the back door, almost like a fantasy football plug-and-play, yeah, the the – Los Angeles Raiders weren't preparing for that either, and I thought that shined through. To that end, I think that's where Green Bay – and again, we'll, we'll probably get more into the breaking down the X's and O's in a couple of days, but Green Bay is going to have a week and a half to prepare here. And meshing Baker Mayfield's skill set with this vast knowledge they have of Sean McVay's scheme, right. offensively and defensively, and the type of system he runs. They've played McVay a lot. 
So marrying up those two concepts, I think, is going to be critical. But it's going to ultimately come down to winning the turnover battle and not allowing a team to finish the way that the Raiders allowed the Rams to finish in that game. Yeah, well, you mentioned you mentioned the Rams' defense, and we will see as the week goes on what uh, the status will be with Aaron Donald yeah. in the middle of that Rams' defense because that unit is still playing awfully well, but Donald has been in and out of the lineup, has, has missed some games. So that will definitely be a storyline to watch this week. And you brought up the turnover battle. Hey, last year when Baker Mayfield came into Lambeau Field, he threw four interceptions. Rasul Douglas had two, including the clincher at the end of the game. Darnell Savage had one. Shannon Sullivan had one. Four interceptions on Christmas at Lambeau last year from Baker Mayfield. Um, In a two-point win for the Packers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was it ended up, ended up being plays. a one-score a one game. I mean, Doug, Douglas's interception at the end, I mean, Mayfield, Mayfield, despite having thrown three interceptions to that point, was trying to drive the Browns for a game-winning score there yep. late in the fourth quarter. So um, you're absolutely right that uh, that the Packers have to uh, the Packers have to win that category. I'll be curious to see when we he- we'll hear later this week from Aaron Rodgers. He talked about after the victory over the Bears um, that the extra time off. He's hoping that you know his thumb will be back to 100% or very close to it. That his ribs will be back to 100% or very close to it. Um, so, and then as we've talked about the, the emergence of Christian Watson, what he's meant to the offense, the Packers hopefully can get Romeo Dobbs back and get those two, those two rookie wide receivers on the field. We've seen, we've seen this Green Bay offense making some incremental steps, some improvement, even, even in defeat in Philadelphia, we talked about, um, where, uh, where this offense appeared to be trending and uh you know i'm very curious if the packers can get watson and dobbs on the field together and a healthier aaron Rodgers. we don't know what the situation will be at left tackle but it also you know anytime this time off helps your running backs too. these you know aaron jones aj dillon with the beatings that they've taken i'm very interested to see just what this Green Bay offense can look like now as it hits the stretch run. This has been a disappointing season for the Packers. And I understand when you say the, the D word there, people automatically go, they're 5-8. and eight. That's not why, to me, it's disappointing. It's disappointing for the way in which the Philadelphia Eagles ran the New York Giants out of their own stadium this past weekend. Right. It's disappointing in that you see you know teams that – I think the Packers can play with. I think teams that the Packers can beat, they're going to be the ones, you know, probably feeling more comfortable in this playoff race than Green Bay because they fell behind the eight ball a little bit. The Packers have been able to play with all these teams. They just haven't won enough of those games. And there's a fine line between all that. Now, where I look at this matchup with the Rams, because people are going to talk about playoff scenarios, and I know there's a lot of stories out there right now talking about, okay, this is the way they can do it. It might be unlikely or improbable, but this is how they do it. You can't worry about any of that. The Packers have to worry about beating L.A. on Monday. Fortunately for them this weekend, with the exception of their favorite NFC division team, the Minnesota Vikings, the Packers did get a lot of help throughout these games. The Giants lost again. Shoot, the Houston Texans almost upset the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. You know, Carolina uh, took about, care of talk business. Talk about any given Sunday, right? Yes. Carolina took care of business in Seattle, a venue that at one time the Seahawks could never lose in. So they got the help they need. But in order to help themselves, yeah. 
Green Bay has to get that train moving on Monday night. Yeah, absolutely. I want to take care of a little bit of sponsor business here, Wes. Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7. 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl, Cousin Subs, 50 years of better. All right, we will have another show this week, and we will get into a little bit more about the Rams and the Packers' keys to victory and all that. One thing that we don't get enough time on this show to talk about on a regular basis, and that's mostly my fault since I sort of steer the ship, but I think this is a good opportunity to do so. I'm talking about some of the off-the-field things, and we, we really need to give a shout-out to Aaron Jones. He is the Packers nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award for the second consecutive year, which doesn't happen very often. Maybe and, unprecedented. And he has, now, uh, he has now reached the finalist stage for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. Every team nominates somebody for that award, and then the 32 nominees is whittled down to a list of eight finalists, and then a winner will be chosen from that list of eight, and Aaron Jones, who has been in the running for that award before, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe he was a finalist, but he was one of the 32 Yeah, he was one of the 32. Now he's a finalist in, in the final eight. You can't say enough about the man that Aaron Jones is, aside from the touchdowns and the statistics and the highlights and everything that he creates. Aaron Jones is everything that it means to be a Green Bay Packer and Packers fans should be mighty proud of that. Well, and Aaron, whenever, you know, and hopefully plays another 10 years, but whenever that day, I mean, the guy is going to be a beloved figure um, for decades to come. Absolutely. He's the type of guy that you can imagine is going to come back for alumni weekends and, you know, for community outreach events. I mean, what him and his twin brother Elvin have done, creating their own foundation. You know, I've said this, Mike, in, in Inbox, and I know I've reiterated it on these shows before, but it's great when professional athletes get out in the community, do charitable work, use their platform for the greater good. But what I appreciate the most about Aaron Jones is he isn't necessarily doing it for the photos, the photo ops. He's not doing it to look good. He's not doing it because he's supposed to. He's a guy that the idea of service was ingrained in him at a young age, and he wants to do that because he remembers being on the other side of it. He remembers being in El Paso, Texas, when there weren't necessarily NFL you know, camps for kids, you know, with, with pro athletes involved with them. You know, he, he came up in one of the hardest ways possible, a great family system around him. But I mean, moving around the country a lot, you know, military family, it, it's, you know, being under the radar in Texas to, to see him be able to, to move the needle the way he has and, and the way in which you can tell, you know, as, as tragic as it was where he lost his father last year, that it just empowered him even more with those ideals of making sure that you're connecting with your community and doing good work. Um, it, it's really touching and heartwarming. Packers have had some really tremendous athletes come through here. Absolutely. You know, Aaron Rodgers himself in 2014 was a finalist for the Walter Payton Man of the Year right. Award. And that finalist list is only three. Three people. And, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers came uh, – Aaron Rodgers was in that final three back in 2014. Yeah, so, t- you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's always difficult. It's like the World Cup, right? You know, there's only there's only <laughs> be three at the end of this thing, but – I really hope Aaron, you know, he plays a position that gets a little bit more notoriety. He's a household name in a lot of ways, especially in the fantasy football realm. 
it would be great to see people really hear his message. Hopefully you and I can do our best to amplify that in our video department over the next month because it's not just about him getting that recognition. It's about what that recognition represents and the, the, the charitable stuff that goes along with it. Shoot, you can retweet his stuff on Twitter uh, with his with his hashtag, I wish I remember that off the top of my head, but you know that can win him twenty five thousand dollars for his for his charities and his outreach stuff. Right. So it's a great thing that the NFL does, and there is a reason why at the NFL Honors Ceremony, the last award that is announced is the Walter Payton Man of the Year. It is the pre preeminent uh, honor you can receive in this league. Andrew Whitworth getting it last year, diver- deservingly so. So uh, it, it'll be really fun and engaging to see. Um, what these next few weeks and month hold for for Aaron in that regard. Yeah, and if you want to get a sense of what some other players on the team are about in the community, there is a series of videos on Packers.com. We're in the My Cause, My Cleats uh, time of year in the NFL, and uh, a handful of players, including Matt LaFleur, head coach Matt LaFleur, there are videos on our website with them describing their causes, and you get to see kind of the pictures of the shoes and and uh, and stuff like that. So some re- some really good visuals and and some good interviews there with some other off the field stuff as well. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now you can save fifty dollars on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back on the field, I want to talk about some of the results from this past weekend, and you hinted at a few of them. But even aside from the quote-unquote impact yeah. on, on the Packers on the Packers playoff chase, um, the Detroit Lions knocked off the NFC North leading and one win away from clinching the division, Minnesota Vikings. So the Lions the Lions are keeping themselves right in the thick of the playoff race. I think this is really interesting with Detroit because this is what I mentioned in Insider Inbox on Monday. They had a big, meaningful December home game for the first time probably since the final game of the 2016 yeah, regular right. season when the Packers were there with a lot of playoff implications yep. for both squads. First home meaningful December football game in a long time. Now they their their home crowd brought it. They won it. They knocked off the team that is that is leading the NFC North. Now the Lions have to go out on the road the next two weeks for these meaningful December football games against the New York Jets yep. this coming week, right. which is another team that's right in the in the thick of the wild card chase in the AFC. This will be really, really interesting to see. And we know that the Detroit Lions are coming to Lambeau Field in Week 18. Yep. But the Lions, the Lions have some more games to win here to keep themselves uh, in the hunt. And, uh, and it'll, be, uh, it'll be fascinating to see if Dan Campbell's squad is up to the task. This is the team that I think I was anticipating when you and I did all these offseason you know, previews and like that. I actually, I think I might have even said on one of these unscripted. They seem to me like a nine and eight, eight and nine team, but they're the type of team that nobody's going to want to play. Yeah. And offensively, that offensive line, what you know, you look at this past week and it finally was on Jared Goff's arm to win that football game, and he did it. Um, defensively, they've gotten better. Uh, Minnesota, for all intents and purposes, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to them, but they're a mess right now. 
uh, defensively, what is it, four or five games in a row? With five, five games in a row, Minnesota's defense has allowed 400-plus yards, which is a first in franchise history. Yeah, but Grant Minnesota wasn't Vikings. having that. Yeah, no, not even Dennis Green was, yeah. was having any of that. The, 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 the Vikings now, they've, you know, there are still games left to play. The playoffs are, the playoffs are still more than a month away at this point. So, so there's always there's always time to shore things up to get things turned back in the right direction. But right now, Minnesota's defense is a problem. They're not stopping anybody. The Detroit Lions, other than the fake punt, yeah, the Detroit Lions did not do anything tricky or fancy no. in any respect. They just moved the ball up and down the field against Minnesota, and that has to have the Vikings concerned. And the you know much maligned Detroit defense that we heard about when the Packers played them held Delvin Cook to 15 carries for 23 yards yeah. in that matchup. Yeah, they I mean, shut down they shut down the run and that was the biggest reason that was the biggest reason the Packers couldn't do anything at Ford yep. Field is because they couldn't get the running game going and uh, and the passing game was was just out of sync for a number of reasons. For as much as people want to dog on Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, the the best thing that the Vikings have going oh. for them right now is Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Those guys are playing some fantastic football. That's the reason this, you know, they even got to where they got in this game. No question. But you know, I'm Vikings are up for a gut check, man. It is fascinating, Mike. We talked about it about you know the Lions being favored going into this game, and Detroit proved it again, man. Fortunately for the Packers, that game is at Lambeau Field because I tell you what, there are no teams right now in the National Football League that I think are have any interest in playing the Lions at Ford Field. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's really interesting how this season has played out because it was a it was the win over the Packers that seemed to yeah. jumpstart the Detroit Lions. Might have saved Dan it Campbell's was, job. You don't know. It was uh, in a lot of respects, it was the win over the Packers that jumpstarted the Washington Commanders and yeah. Taylor Heineke and getting that team, uh, you know, in the wild card chase, which is another another squad that you know Packers fans are monitoring their progress. And but, now Carson um, Wentz is back. <laughs> well, he's not taking the starting job back from Taylor Heineke. No, but, but he's back. But he's back. <laughs> um, and we'd be remiss, of course, if we didn't mention what was going on in the NF, both the NFC West and the NFC South. The NFC West being, of course, Brock Purdy, the last pick in the NFL draft. I hate the title of Mr. Irrelevant because I, I think that's incredibly insulting, yeah. especially to players who make great careers of themselves right, without being drafted at all. Oh, yeah, true. You that, know. Yeah. But regardless, the last pick in the NFL draft wins a blowout against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Now, the Buccaneers are still in first place in the NFC South, but i got to hand it to you because you had asked me a week or two or so ago on this show whether the winner of the NFC South would have a winning record. And it certainly looks like you're going to be correct in that that division champion will be below 500. I, I still thought, I, I thought. And there's still time. There's yeah. still time. The Buccaneers could still finish nine and eight. There are other teams in that division that could still finish nine and eight. Let's go as Panthers. Well, but I'm, I'm cheering for the Panthers. Hey man, this. I mean, you, you mentioned they went into Seattle and actually pretty much controlled that game yeah. start to finish. And, uh, and you know, they trade their best offensive player 
Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers. Who helped them out on they, Sunday. <laughs> they, they change, but they, they – uh, and they change coaches yep. in the middle of the season. They're, they've been trying to figure out what to do at quarterback all season long. Baker Mayfield was there. He's now yes. in L.A. quarterbacking the Rams. But, uh, but hats off to Steve Wilkes as the, as the interim head coach there. He got a one-and-done shot with, yep. the, with the Arizona Cardinals that didn't work out. They he loved was, him in was, Arizona, too. He was fired after one season. Now he's the interim coach in Carolina, a team that looked like it was going absolutely nowhere. They've now won four games. I believe Wilkes is four and four. Correct. Uh, four and four yeah. in his eight games as the as uh, as the interim coach for the Panthers. And because the NFC South is uh, is, is such a struggle for all those teams, the Panthers are going to have a shot to win that division. Yeah, uh, And if you're the Seattle Seahawks, Kenneth Walker cannot get healthy fast enough. Oh my I mean, goodness! If there was ever a reiteration of how important he's been to them this season. And uh, they and they have the short week playing Thursday night this week against San Francisco, who's hoping to get Brock Purdy back yep. from taking a few shots, uh, shots to the uh, to the ribs in that game against day the to Buccaneers. Day. Let's go Niners. Yeah. Let's go Papa Purdy. All right. But if I can just really quickly, what I love yeah. about uh, Carolina, in addition to the fact of everything you said about Steve, Steve Wilkes there, it is the ultimate reminder that if you just have a team that just wants to play together, you said they traded away Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely, they traded away all these studs. Dude, they, their backfield yesterday was uh, Dante Foreman and Hubbard. Like, the, this is not a name team no. now at this point, but no. it's guys that are looking to win. Sam Darnold threw for 120 yards in this game. I mean, again, it's just it's pulling together and playing good football, and you can win in this league by playing good football, especially, you know, against a team that had was missing probably their best player. Yeah, I mean, it's – it's uh it's fascinating what's going on in the NFC South because uh, because right now, I mean, I just uh, in working on Insider Inbox for tomorrow, I just answered a question from a reader who brought up that without Tom Brady making that two touchdown comeback in the last five minutes to beat the Saints yeah. on Monday Night Football last week, there would be a four way tie like everybody in the NFC South would be five and eight right now if not for that crazy comeback by Brady on Monday Night Football. Um, it's, it's amazing what's going on in that division. One of those teams is going to win that division and not only get in the playoffs but get to host a game, most likely hosting they would be the four seed and most likely hosting the Dallas Cowboys, who will probably have the best record of all of the wildcard teams and will therefore be the, uh, be the fifth seed. But, um, but yeah, kind of a, a, just – Amazing how these seasons can evolve. You just never know. And you mentioned it yourself, the, the, the Houston Texans going into Jerry's world and almost knocking off the Dallas Cowboys. There was, and I'm not a gambler, and gambling's illegal at Bushwood, as we all know. Absolutely, sir. But in Las Vegas, that was the largest point spread on any game on the NFL slate this entire season so far. And the Dallas Cowboys needed a touchdown in the final minute to avoid getting upset. You absolutely just never know, and I think that's uh, that's where we uh, where we leave this off, heading into uh, these final four games for the Packers. One hundred percent. I mean, in, in Houston, really, the thing that is mind-boggling about that they really haven't been blown out by anybody. They haven't had a forty to three type loss this season. They've played a lot of teams tough. They just haven't won. They just can't get the wins. Uh, 
but dude, it goes back again to show you the Dallas Cowboys are the perfect embodiment of the way the, this league can fluctuate yep. in a week to week basis. And it's why for the Green Bay Packers, you have four more opportunities to try having a winning record to try making this playoff push. And there's the only time will tell if they can do it. But I'll say this, Mike, for the guy here in this seat that was really ripping the number seven seeds here in the AFC and NFC hey, I the was, last couple I was, of years. I was, right, I was right there with you. I was right there you with you. You play the game with the pieces that are on the board, right? right? We don't make the rules. We just follow them, and right? And complain about them occasionally. All right. With that, we will call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team, all kinds of content for you on Packers.com. For Wes, I am Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.